of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Buts About It on this beautiful June 6th. And today we uh, don't have a lot of NFL news, so we're going to do a quarterback comparison show. Uh, be about uh, three quarterbacks who were starting last season. And two of them might not be starting this season, but I think that they should be. And so we're going to get into that. But first, there was some... Uh, big news that did happen that I'm going to acknowledge here. Uh, It's not going to affect the game a whole lot, I don't think. Not yet, at least. But uh, the Broncos were bought out for $4.5 billion by the Walton family, a member of the Walton family. I want to say Rob Walton. Can't remember if that's right. Not the Waltons uh, who were on TV during the Great Depression. No, this is... The Waltons of the Walmart and Sam's Club franchise. So Walmart officially owns the Denver Broncos. Um, So Denver fans, maybe you guys will start getting a discount at Walmart. Don't know. Maybe. Uh, That'd be kind of cool. I may claim to be a Denver fan all of a sudden. And Peyton Manning played there. I'm a big Peyton Manning fan. So, But let's uh, get into it. So. To get some uh, context going here, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Baker Mayfield, he was the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback from 2018 till last season. And then in the offseason, through some uh, trade negotiations, the Browns kind of basically said, hey, we're moving on from you, but we're not going to cut you. Part of that was because the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are divisional rivals, said that if the Cleveland Browns cut Baker... They are going to pick him up. Will they? Probably not. But that may be that potential that they're going to run into Baker Mayfield in the division and he's going to keep him out of the playoffs is apparently enough for them to keep Baker on the roster and eat $18 million of his guaranteed contract. Because they brought in Deshaun Watson, who is another controversial figure because he's now facing 24 sexual misconduct allegations. The 24th woman just came forth this uh, today, actually. So, will he be starting this season? Don't know. Um, There's a lot up in the air about that. We don't know if he'll be suspended. He might be. And in that case, Baker's not going to play for them. They've made him mad. He requested a trade. And they said no. And so Baker's just kind of sitting in Cleveland. He's making the money. He's still getting paid, but he wants to play football. And I kind of respect him for that. But 
So Baker Mayfield's out there. The Seahawks have also said that they would have picked him up and still might pick him up given that Drew Locke is currently their starting quarterback if he was cut. But it seems like the Browns want a trade or they'd rather eat that $18 million or maybe the Seahawks never did make a trade offer. So there's some context for the Baker Mayfield situation. He's one of the quarterbacks I'm going to be talking about today. The other one is Jimmy Garoppolo, who was the New England Patriots backup quarterback behind Tom Brady, of course. Then he goes to the San Francisco 49ers, goes to the Super Bowl, loses to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. He has never been what we'd consider an elite quarterback. I'd consider him pretty average. Now in 2021, they drafted Trey Lance with the third overall pick out of Baylor, I believe is where he went. And so that kind of said, hey, Jimmy, you're on the trade block. He plays through that entire season with Trey Lance seeing a couple of snaps. But for the most part, we're seeing Jimmy Garoppolo out on the field. Takes the team to the playoffs, beats the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams still on the team. Aaron Rodgers is, of course, still on the team, but Devontae Adams has gone to the Raiders. And they ultimately did lose in the playoffs because they obviously uh, were not the NFC representative. That was the Rams who would go on to win the Super Bowl. So Jimmy Garoppolo, just today they said, hey, buddy, you can go home. They excused him from the practices. They said, go home. You're not in trouble. You're not going to get in trouble if you do go home. It's just we're looking to make a trade with you, and we don't think you're going to be part of the program, which that has got to suck. I mean, I'd imagine it's rough enough knowing that your replacement has been drafted, and even the fan base of San Francisco has kind of gotten behind Trey Lance more than Jimmy G, but now he's being asked to leave work. He basically was fired today. He's still getting paid, I believe, if my understanding is correct of the situation. But he got asked to leave practice. They didn't want him to know what was going on at practice. And uh, that, that's that got to be rough on old Jimmy G. But uh, they were looking to trade him. So maybe he'll be starting for a different team. And... Uh, That's what we've got. So those are the two situations of quarterbacks that I am going to talk about that haven't been in the spotlight as much. The other one is, of course, Carson Wentz, who I feel like gets brought up in just about every episode of this show. And I don't mean to drag on Carson Wentz. I'm sure he's a phenomenal guy. And, of course, he's a good quarterback because he's in the NFL. I'm just not sure that he is the guy to – look up to as an elite quarterback. I don't think that he is capable of winning the playoffs or the Super Bowl. And I have been beat to death by some people because of that uh, opinion. This podcast has a strong following in Virginia, a lot of DC followers. So they're being loyal to Carson Wentz and their quarterback. So respect. But for those of you who don't know, he was the starter for the Colts. Maybe that's why I don't like him, because he didn't do well with the Colts. But when he played for the Colts, he lost to the Jaguars in the final game. It was a play-in game, and the Colts lost, eliminated from the playoffs, and it allowed the Steelers to get in, even though they should have never been in the playoffs. Ben Roethlisberger even said that, where they were 
cremated by the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, that's how that all went down. Carson Wentz was later traded to the Commanders. He's their quarterback now. Here's what I want to discuss is, are there better options than Carson Wentz for the Commanders? And the argument that I want to make is, yes. I think that based on the stats and what we've seen, there are ways for Carson Wentz to get better, but I also just don't think he is that great of an NFL quarterback. He's a phenomenal quarterback. But, okay, so here's Carson Wentz's stats. And this is from PFF. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's a great tool to because they kind of assess and look at the subjective and not just the objective. There is some bias to it, I think, and obviously they don't know everything that's going on on the field. But I think it's pretty accurate for the most part. And there's even things I disagree with it, but I kind of have to look at that with do I disagree with it because I'm biased or is this actually right and I'm just looking at it wrong? So, but here's what his overall PFF grade is. 70.9. His passing PFF grade is 67.9. His rushing PFF grading is 73.6. And then he threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And he threw for 3,563 yards, which was the 18th most in the league last season. And so pretty good numbers. 27 to 7 is not a bad stat line when you're looking at it just right there. I think two of those came against the Jaguars, but I can't remember if that's 100% right. Um, I know we're going to talk about some, some of this other stuff later, so I'll just move on. Baker Mayfield. He had an overall of 63.6, passer PFF grade of 62.4, and a rushing of 60.1 this season. And then 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 3,010 yards, with that being the 24th most in the league. Not great numbers. I just want to pause real quick. And let's remember, Baker Mayfield was hurt all this last season. His whole arm was basically destroyed a lot of fans were wondering why Baker was even still playing, not because they didn't think he was a good quarterback, but the dude was literally falling apart. And Kevin Stefanski was not running the ball, and I think the Cleveland Browns probably have the best overall backfield when it comes to depth. Um, you got Nick Chubb, who's a top five running back. Kareem Hunt, who could start as a running back one if he was somewhere else. He has started. He used to be a Chiefs running back. And he started there. And then uh, their Durnest, I want to say Durnest Baker, but I'm not sure. But their RB3 is insane too. Like this guy who like you're not even supposed to see. They brought him in a couple times. He just ran over teams. So they have phenomenal depth, but they never ran the ball as much as they should have. There were so many plays watching the Browns last season where it was like they are going to run the ball, and they didn't. They put Baker out there, and Baker ended up getting sacked. He ended up getting beat down. Why? Why would you not run on that situation? was the question in so many people's minds. But So I wanna, I'm going to be a bit subjective here with Baker Mayfield, and I'm going to go back to 2020 because I want to show you. I just don't want us to have this injured, 
broken image of Baker Mayfield in our minds when we're having this discussion, and I think a lot of people do. His 2020 overall PFF grade was 81.6. His passing was 81.6. His rushing was 53.8. His touchdowns to interceptions. Now, notice the improvement here when he's not injured. 26 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. And then 3,563 yards. And that was 18th in the league that season. That is... Actually, let me check the same amount of yards that Carson went through this season. They threw the exact same number of yards, finished the exact same place. 3,563 yards, 18th. He threw one less touchdown and one less interception, but he's pretty on par there as far as that ratio goes. Note, though, in 2020, he had a 11% higher PFF grade than Carson Wentz did this season. Now let's go to Jimmy G. A lot of people are calling for Jimmy G to get traded. A lot of people are saying he's a bad quarterback. So let's look at Jimmy G. He's going to be our bad quarterback in this situation. Hypothetically. I don't really think he's that bad of a quarterback. But he could be better. But he's our horrible, should never have started, Trey Lance should have started this year quarterback. That's what people say about him. That's what we're going to go with. He's going to be our piece because he's also on the trade block. So 74.9 overall PFF, 73 PFF passer, and a 64.4 rushing PFF. 20 to 12 touchdown to interception, not great. 3,806 yards for 12th in the league. Okay, so he had more than both Wentz and Baker. He also arguably had better weapons though actually it's not even arguably it's just a fact Debo Samuel is a stud who's also looking for a trade from the 49ers so maybe they'll go somewhere together as a package deal but he here here was his problem he uh wasn't able to uh a lot of that was run after catch yards there a lot of them were short passes and then Debo or George Kittle or whoever it went to got a ton of yards after it He wasn't a great deep threat. I think Carson's a better deep threat. But what's important to look at here is even though he never, he always made the short passes, kind of in my mind, I think he's a better decision maker than Carson Wentz. Because if you go back and look at Carson Wentz's film, he makes a lot of hero ball moves. And by hero ball, I mean it's down to the wire or it's an important play. And instead of throwing the ball away, you just try to like get rid of it and it ends up getting intercepted, which a lot of times maybe those do end up in plays that win games. Those are the plays you watch for years to come. But most of the time, that's going to end up in an interception going the other way, which is what happened a lot when he was with the Colts, specifically against the Titans. There was a, I believe it was fourth quarter. Under two minutes left, and instead of throwing the ball away, we were in the red zone, I believe, definitely in field goal range. And Carson Wentz, instead of taking the sack or throwing the ball away, he like as he's going down, he like flips it off, and one of the Titans players intercepted it. And so the Colts weren't able to win that game because the Titans obviously weren't going to give them the ball back. Not a great look. I saw a lot of that watching Carson Wentz. 
I know that the Washington fans disagree with me, but I I think you're going to see what I mean watching this season. I think you're going to see what his issues are and that it can't you can't just see it all on stat sheet. Maybe I'm wrong. Honestly, I wish every quarterback was elite because we'd have awesome games. I mean, look at those games between like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those games are so fun to watch. Imagine if every game was like that. I just don't think we're going to see that out of Carson Wentz. I think Baker Mayfield is going to is the better option for the Commanders. I think if he was available, they would have gone with him. Yes, he's younger. For he's younger. He he was drafted in 2018. Wentz was 2016. He has more playoff experience. Carson Wentz has played in one playoff game that he lost. And Mayfield uh, has gone one and one in the playoffs. He lost to the Chiefs after beating the Steelers. And uh, Jimmy G has the most playoff experience. I took away his Patriots game experience because he didn't play in it. So he's technically five and two, but he's uh, realistically he's four and two. Uh, started four, including a Super Bowl. He started in a Super Bowl, and that was one of the two that he lost. But uh, I just don't see Carson Wentz as being the guy that takes Washington to the playoffs, which now he has literally no excuses. He has the easiest schedule in the NFL in the easiest division. So here, let's look at the schedule real quick. I've got it pulled up here. They play week one against the Jaguars. Not a great team. Week two against the Lions. Maybe they've got some potential. Week Three against the Eagles. Eagles will probably win that. Week four against the Cowboys. Cowboys should win. Titans. I think Titans are going to regress with the loss of A.J. Brown. Bears, I don't know. Packers. Colts. Colt, the, I hope the Colts win that. Vikings. Eagles again. Texans. Falcons. Giants. Giants. 49ers. Browns and Cowboys. So they have such an easy schedule. That like in the worst division in the league, that this league hasn't had a repeat winner in years. There is literally no excuse for Carson Wentz to not take the Commanders to the playoffs. If he does not get them to the playoffs, he's not going to have another starting position. I know I said Tua needs to do that too, but I think it's even more necessary for Wentz because he's already been to the Eagles, the Colts, and now the Commanders, and it, it just hasn't worked out. I don't know why another team would take a chance on him. And I don't think Carson Wentz will get them to the playoffs, even with this super easy schedule, even with all the help in the world that the football gods or someone or Roger Goodell has given him to try and get the commanders to the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. Baker Mayfield is, I mean, you just look at those 2020 stats Yes, he has a worse rushing PFF, but I'm pay- I'm paying you to throw the ball, and I'm throwing you to make paying you to make smart decisions. He's better than Jimmy G. He's better than Wentz. He took a team to the playoffs, beat a Hall of Fame quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. Granted, it was out of Ben's prime, but still Hall of Fame quarterback. Wentz has that twenty-seven to seven touchdown to interception ratio, but that's really the only thing that they're holding on to. He's got the deep threat over Jimmy G, but is it really enough? I'm I just don't think Car I I don't see why Carson Wentz is better than Baker Mayfield. 
and people scoff at the idea of Baker Mayfield being better than Wentz, but Wentz, um, he, he gets injured, which Mayfield does too. He makes some weird decisions. To me, Wentz looks like a high school quarterback who was told his number one pick college scout was there watching. And so now he's trying to make all these cool plays to show his athleticism. And he hasn't quite realized that he's in the NFL, which he was blitzed a lot. The Colts had some O-line injuries, but there was a lot of times where he would just run into defenders. And you can't do that. You've got to be more evasive. Joe Burrow had one of the worst O-lines in the league, and he did it all season. But Carson Wentz, maybe he learned from his experience with the Colts. Maybe he's been working on throwing. He's got to be a better decision maker. I think he has the arm. I think that he has the talent. I don't think he's got the ability to make smart decisions and smart plays. And he's got one of the best young receivers in the league right now in Terry McLaren. So, got Terry McLaren. Antonio Gibson's a great runner. I think he finished uh, top five in rushing. So, 2021 rushing leaders. Let's pull that up. I can't wait for the day when like I can just have someone in my ear to pull all this stuff up with me. Okay, so... One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, he was sixth. He finished behind Dalvin Cook. So he was sixth in rushing. So he was at that over that thousand yard mark. Antonio Gibson, 2020 draft pick. Great runner. He's got the weapons. I think he's got the weapons to get it done. He doesn't have excuses. For me, Carson Wentz is in the same boat as Tua, but even more so because he's been in the league longer and he has to show that he can be the franchise guy. They're not going to bring him back. I mean, the commanders are at a point where they're probably the most rebuildingest of the rebuilding teams. They're the only team I think that whose owner might go to jail. That's a rebuild from the top down. So they're not They don't need him. I don't, I don't see why Carson Wentz would stay at the commanders if they don't make the playoffs this year. Um, Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks makes sense to me. Uh, Jimmy G to the Seahawks also makes sense to me, but I don't think that'll happen because they're in the division. Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Wentz and Jimmy G if he stays healthy, if he has the weapons. Speaking of which, he did have the weapons with OBJ in that he never threw to OBJ. I wonder if they had some beef because Odell's dad, Odell Beckham Sr., made a video of Baker just not throwing or overthrowing Odell Beckham Jr. Then Odell Beckham Jr. obviously goes to the Rams and becomes a Super Bowl champion. And now it's rumored the Browns want to bring him back. But Baker's still in the locker room because they haven't traded him. They're still paying him $18 million to sit on the bench. Maybe they're just really hoping that Baker will never have to throw to Odell again. Maybe they're really hoping Deshaun doesn't get suspended. Maybe they're really hoping Jacoby does well. Jacoby's been a starting quarterback before. Did it for the Colts. But Baker Mayfield, much better quarterback if he can stay healthy, if he has a strong run game, then I think that, oh, I just, Baker Mayfield to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, 
if they could pull that together, I think would be beautiful. I just thought about that. If the Seahawks, let's see, what's the Seahawks division look like? Because if Baker Mayfield goes to the Seahawks and he ends up, so the Seahawks division is the 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks, obviously. So the Rams are probably going to win that because they're a stacked team again. But Cardinals, who knows what's happening with Kyler Murray. 49ers, who knows what's happening with Debo Samuel. Who knows how Trey Lance will pan out. They got George Kittle still. But, oh, Cardinals D-hop suspended. So that's going to hurt them. Um, wow. Oh, my God. I just think it would be insane if – I don't know why I love this image so much, but Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks just feels right for me. Having him throw to DK Metcalf because I feel like they both have chips on their shoulders. DK wants to get back into that top five wide receiver conversation, and some people still have him in it, but a lot of people are kind of like, hey, DK didn't have a great – DK. Didn't have a great season last year, and he's a beast. Look up DK Metcalf. Uh, if you don't know who he is, that's just DK, the letters, and then M-E-T-C-A-L-F. And look him up. He is – I think that that would be a great hookup. Uh, get a run game going with Rashad Penny. Uh, the Seahawks can maybe become a threat again. They got to rebuild that defense. It'll be a few years, but like I said, Baker's young. He could be that guy. More so than Drew Locke. So I think that's what I'm going to end with because I love that. Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks. That That's my hot take for today. Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks would be the start of a great franchise rebuild. Okay. Um, well, like I say at the end of every show, thank you for listening. Thank you if you're new to tuning in. And uh, I hope you enjoyed some of these takes. Maybe you learned something along the way. Uh, also, uh, follow us on Instagram at no butts underscore show. That is N O underscore B U T T S show. So, uh, once again, thank you for supporting this. Uh, we actually crossed 120, uh, views the other day, kind of had a little jump as we came into June. So thank you for that. Uh, please continue to listen, share, follow, subscribe, whatever you've got to do. And uh, hope everyone has a great day. Hope If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, I hope you have a great Tuesday. And if you're listening to this on Monday night, I hope you have a great Monday night. Uh, we'll be back again on Thursday. And hopefully we'll have some more news for you because today there wasn't a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, Baker, May- Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks, man. That's going to be a good pairing. I'll see you all later.